Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, so as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. Bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We're going to uh, move into the final part of Revelation Blessings, a series that we've, uh, that we've been in the last several weeks. But before we do, let's, let's pray together again. Um, we still have some that are sick. Uh, you know, I, I know Tyler's still not feeling great, need, need the Lord to touch him. Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, there are still some who, uh, who are struggling with COVID a little bit. We need their, the Lord's healing touch. Probably all of us have, in some of our relationships or friends, have somebody who is, so we need uh, to pray for them. And then let's just pray the Lord's protection uh, over, over, uh, over ourselves and our, our relationships. It, it, is, it, it is now a time to pray. I know that it's always a time to pray, but it is now a time uh, to pray. And I was praying the other day. I, I shared this Wednesday night a little bit, a little bit of it. And, uh, and I guess I just needed reminding, but the Lord just reminded me that He hears when we pray and that the prayers of, of His saints are powerful and they are effective. And then you read the book of Revelation, and it, it, it is actually as if God is treasuring our prayers and gathering them and, and keeping them. It's powerful when the people of God pray. So let's not get discouraged or, or down or give up or quit. Let's be people of prayer. When, when, our, when we are in need and our land is in need, what are we called to, to do? We're called to pray. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear. When God says he will do something, he will. When God says something is powerful, it is. So let's pray. And let's pray with faith as the anointed, powerful, chosen saints of our Lord God Almighty. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you this morning. We are we are a grateful people to be the saints, to be uh, your people. We know that it's nothing that we've done. We know that it is your grace poured out upon us that, by which we are saved. This, this not of works or of ourselves so that no one can boast, but the gift of God. We have received it and we are grateful for it and we say thank you for saving us. Thank you for calling us, for choosing us, for, for healing us. We are honored to be your people and as your people, we are called to pray. And so we come to you this morning in prayer. And we lift up uh, the needs of many uh, who are sick. And we pray your healing touch to their bodies. I think of several right now. Their names just come through uh, my mind who are in need of a healing touch in different ways. And I pray you'd reach them right now. And you'd touch them and bring healing to their bodies. Lord, I do lift up those who are uh, specifically struggling with this uh, with this virus that we so despise and hate, and I pray your, uh, your healing touch to them. 
In Jesus' name, that you would remove this uh, from their bodies, that you would heal them uh, and make them whole and healthy and strong in their whole uh, spirit, soul, and body. Do your work through and through all the way to their spirit, soul, and body. Uh, your healing, sanctifying work, Lord. We know that you who are faithful will do this, and we thank you for it. And Lord, I pray a mighty hedge of protection around, uh, around your people and, and around our friends and our family and our connections. Put a hedge of protection around us and keep us, we pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, again, thank you for time together, and we pray your blessing on the rest of our service. Lord, I pray your blessing on your people here. Bring your blessing to them. Pour it out upon them, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. The things we've got to do is pray. One of the things we've got to do is pray together. Well, we're going to end... Uh, end our series today and end end the book of Revelation, uh, which also ends the Bible. Um, We have uh, uncovered uh, five uh, Revelation blessings. Um, These are are, uh, beatitudes in the book of Revelation. Now, there there are many blessings uncovered in the book of Revelation, you know, gifts of God, rewards, inheritance, uh, those kind, those kind of blessings. But then there are, then there are actually seven. We've we've got five. We're going to land on two more today. Actually, seven beatitudes, where where the narrative is kind of interrupted. It, it's not it's not like part of the story or spoken to those in the story, but it's for the reader. It's spoken to us. Telling us, blessed are this, blessed is, is that, and, and giving us these you know, blessings. And, and like the Beatitudes that Jesus spoke in Matthew 5, they're unexpected and maybe even hard to agree with, but they are blessings from the, from the Word of God nonetheless. And when we uncover the, the final two Actually, both of them in, in Revelation 22, so we'll go there uh, first. Um, we'll, we'll briefly highlight all seven of them, and you can see kind of the, the two focuses of, of these blessings that really speak to us. And then the, uh, the book ends with this powerful example that is given that if we will hear it, learn it, live by it, it's going to unlock the blessings of the Lord upon our lives. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live without God's blessing. I think we need a shift in our thinking. We need to, we need to have a blessed mentality. We need to have the, the shift that takes place in the book of Ruth. You remember where Naomi comes back to Bethlehem and her thinking is God is against me. God has been bitter to me. And by the, end of the, by the end of that little book, her mentality has shifted and her thinking is, the Lord has blessed me and the Lord is blessing me. We, we've got to have a shift in our thinking and if we'll, if we'll learn one thing today, just one thing, and live by it, it's going to shift our lives and our thought life and our, our speaking and our acting. And, and if, really, if, you're, if your words and your thinking change, your life changes. 
That's why David said in Psalm 19, Lord, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my God, my rock, my redeemer. Okay. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, go to Revelation 22. Um, we, ended, we ended 20 uh, last Sunday, or, or we didn't actually, but, uh, but 20 ends um, with the, the devil attacking again, God putting that to an end, throwing him into the, the lake of fire along with the, with the beast and the false prophet along with death and Hades and everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life. And then, aren't you glad your name's written in the Lamb's book of life? If it's not, it certainly can be today. For we live in the day of salvation where everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Jesus then, in his blood, I think, writes your name in his book. In a Revelation 21 is this wonderful chapter I encourage you to, to read through that where we again see the, the blessing of the Lord, the inheritance of the saints. We see uh, the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem uh, coming down. We, we get a wonderful picture of what that is. I think that you should read that and study it. No, really, I, th- I think you should read the whole book of Revelation and, and get a, begin the journey of studying it and learning it. It's probably a lifelong you know, journey. Uh, but, I, but I really encourage you to be able to, to think your way through the final four books of the book of Revelation, 19, 20, 21, and 22. Uh, you should study those enough to where if somebody asked you, you could, I'm not saying you've got to be able to quote it, but you could work them through and say, this is what's going on, this is what takes place, this is what's happening, because we see, uh, we, we are so reminded there uh, that... Uh, that there is the blessing of the Lord and the inheritance uh, for the saints, and there is the judgment of the Lord uh, and, their, and their final home of the, of the sinful and the wicked. Um, so then, uh, Revelation uh, 22 uh, kind of continues this um, seeing of our, of our inheritance, and then there's final instructions, and we see two of these Beatitudes revealed in here. I'll read this off the screen. Revelation 22, verse 1. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great city that that we learned about in 21, the great street of the city, On each side of the river stood the tree of life. Here's the tree of life reappearing uh, from the Garden of of Eden, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree uh, are the the healing of the nations. You just get this beautiful picture that goes right along with the beautiful picture of of the city that we see in 21 of the river of life flowing uh, through here and this, and this beautiful tree of life 
on both sides of the river bearing 12 crops of fruit. My imagination just goes. I can see it. Probably looks a little different uh, than yours. But I am, I am excited for real looking forward to actually seeing this and seeing it with my, with my resurrected eyes, with my new eyes that will be able to... You, you know our eyes... Can, there, there are more colors out there than our eyes can see right now. I'm looking forward to my new eyes that are going to be able to see all of those colors. See this tree and, and this river through this beautiful uh, city. This tree is, is the tree of life and it's bearing 12 crops of fruit and its, and its leaves are the healing of the nations. And then it goes on. No longer... Will there be any curse? Hallelujah. You know, so much of what we see in this world today, we know is not right. It's one of the reasons why people, one of the reasons that evidences that people give that there's not God is because if God is good, then why would there be this curse? Why would there be so much death and, and destruction? And, it, and, it's, and it's not because God is not good, because God is is going to put an end to it, and here is the end. No longer will there be any curse. Yes. There are some times where it's okay to say hallelujah in church. That's probably one of them. It's not many. Now, you can't be saying hallelujah and praise the Lord a lot in church. Now, you got to limit it, but obviously I'm kidding. I hope, hope that's obvious. The throne and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. It's not just, it's not just live forever and ever. It's reign forever and ever as, as kings with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Verse 6. Then the angel said to me, These words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God, the Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. So here, uh, reminding us that that this is a revelation that's given to John that he was to write down so that we, the now church, would know what must soon take place. And And then here again, as Jesus has done before, Jesus interrupts and Jesus proclaims, if if you've got red letter edition, this is in red uh, right here, and he gives us another one of these blessings, another one of these beatitudes. Here he says, look, I am coming soon. Or your, your translation may say uh, quickly. I am coming uh, quickly. And, and probably both of those are good. Uh, if, if you really look at that Greek word, uh, it more, um, I, I think quickly could mean soon though. Uh, but it, but it, it really is soon is a, is a very good translation of that. Um, and some here would say that, 
that he's saying that I come suddenly or, or unexpectedly. And, and probably this word here is, is more translated soon than it is that, but we know that he does come because he has said that in other places, that he does come quickly, that he does come suddenly, that, he, that, that we need to be prepared. So here again, Jesus is telling us, I am coming soon. By the way, he's going to, he's going to, in the last chapter of Revelation, in the last chapter of the Bible, he's going to say this three times. There's 21 verses in this chapter. Jesus is going to tell us three times in these 21 verses that I am coming soon. My dad used to teach, uh, he's a pastor, if you don't know. He used to teach that if you saw something once in Scripture, obviously God's trying to tell you something. You see something twice in Scripture that should catch your attention. You see it three times. God is really trying to let you know something. You should study this, look into this, apply your heart to it. Here we see three times in one chapter. Jesus telling us, I am coming soon. He wants His church to be aware of this. And he wants this to be something that we are making aware. It's not a time to be foolish. It's not a time to be unaware. It's not a time to be asleep. It's not a time to not be ready. It's not a time to be living carefree. It's a time to remember that Jesus is coming soon. And it's a time to proclaim that he is coming soon. And then he gives us this beatitude. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in this scroll. If you, if you remember the first beatitude is, is uh, chapter 1, verse 3, where there is a very similar blessing. There's actually two of them right there. There is the blessing on those who hear the words of this prophecy of the book of Revelation. And then there is the blessing on those who, who believe it, who, uh, who embrace it. And then here in, at the end of it, in 22, we see again Jesus drawing our attention to the words in this book and specifically to the words in the book of Revelation and saying not only is it blessed for those who, who hear, blessed for those who believe, but it's blessed for those who walk it out, who live it out, who actually keep it. So out of the out of the seven Beatitudes that are spoken, three of them are spoken to the reading, the understanding, the believing, and the living according to the book of Revelation. So you've got, you've got three times in this one book where we're told that if we'll read this, if we'll believe it, if we'll keep it, that we're blessed because of it. It's an easy way to just get the blessing of the Lord upon your life. Well, maybe it's not easy. I mean, you got to put, it's a clear way. It's definitely not easy to understand this, and it's not easy to read it. How many of you, how many of you have found that the studying of Scriptures can be one of the more difficult things? Because the enemy knows it's powerful, and he doesn't want you to do it. Why do you think, why do you think reading the Word, praying, and going to church. Those are, those are three easy things to do. I mean, as far as saying them, and yet the enemy fights them tooth and nail. He doesn't want people praying. He doesn't want them reading the Bible. And he doesn't want you going to church. Anyway, I won't get off on that. 
Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Here we have this blessing over studying this book, believing it, and keeping the words that are written in it. It, it, it very much goes along with James. You remember James chapter 1, where he, where he says to us, Let, let's, not, let's not be like someone who looks in the mirror and then walks away forgetting what they look like. He said, he said that's what the person who, who hears the word of the Lord, reads the word of the Lord, and then walks away and doesn't do anything about it. Doesn't live by it or, or apply it or believe it. That's what they do. You know, it's like when I, when I woke up this morning and I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh. Because the, the morning Jason, you don't want to see him. You know, and I, and I shouldn't walk away. You may not want to see the now Jason either, but not much I can do, really. When we look, we, we do something about what we look like. When we see our reflection in the mirror, we, we change. This is, this is, we want to keep the words in this book. We want to walk them out. We want to live by them. So then the, then the, uh, so there's the, this blessing of the Lord that comes. Um, then the story goes on here into verse 8, or, or the chapter goes on. John, uh, again does this, because he does this in a, in chapter 19, but here, here we go. I, John, uh, am the one who heard and saw these things, and when I heard, and when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel uh, who had been showing them to me. So, so here again, John's, you know, so caught up in this thing, and, and these angels, you know, are just magnificent that he, that he falls down and worships at the angel's uh, feet again. He did this in 19, and the angel rebuked him then, and the angel's going to rebuke him now again. But he, the angel, said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll, exclamation point, worship God. He says, he says man, you cannot do that. Worship God. Do not worship me. All that I am, this is the angel speaking, is just a fellow servant with you of the Lord God Almighty. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can see one of, the, one of the characteristics of servants of the Lord, whether they are human beings or angels, servants of the Lord will not allow themselves to be worshipped. Servants of the Lord will proclaim worship God. If worship comes their direction, they're going to deflect it to the Lord. Worship God. And then there's that... that declaration by the angel that I think, I, I kind of linger on it because I think we need to hear it. Worship God. This is one of the things that saints do, the people of God do. We worship God. You remember what Jesus said when he was tempted by the devil in Matthew 4 to worship the devil. Jesus said, nothing doing. He said, we worship God. I worship God. That's what we do. Worship God. So here the angel tells him to, to worship God and then he and then after having said this powerful uh, reminder and truth, uh, he moves into to verse 10 and it says, Then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll because the time is near. Because, because we are in the last days and God wants his people to know what is going to take place. So don't seal up the words of this prophecy. There are things that are sealed up that we don't know, but there, 
There is a revelation that we do have, that we do know, that we should, uh, that we should avail ourselves of and study and read and understand what has not been sealed up. I, um, I really love Revelation 10. Revelation 10, this mighty angel lands on the earth and, and, and roars. And in his roar, he makes the seven thunders speak. And when the seven thunders speak, John says, I was about to write what they said. And, and, then, and then the Lord told him to seal it up and don't write it. And that bothers so many people. They want to know what is sealed up. They want to know what the seven thunders said. I told that story to my kids and, and later Jude said to me, Dad, I just want to know what the seven thunders said. I want to know what's sealed up. And I think sometimes we can get like that. We can want to know what we can't know and don't avail ourselves of what we can know. We, we don't know that. We can't know that. For some reason, God sealed it up so we don't need to know it. Someday we will. One of the things to look forward to. I'm looking forward to knowing what the seven thunders said. Someday I will, but until that day, there's plenty that's not sealed up that I don't know, that I can know, that I got to go search and find because I need to know it. And when I know it and, and live it out, keep it, walk it out, it brings the blessing of the Lord upon my life. There's a lot not sealed up. The time's near. We need to know it and we can know it. Verse 11. I was going to read through this stuff quick, but it's so hard. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Uh, let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Uh, that, um, that uh, you know, this is kind of a confusing, I don't want to get caught up all here. Well, maybe we will sometime when I understand it a little bit better. Uh, but one of the things that, that it does seem to say to me is that these things will continue until the, until the Lord puts, them, puts that, this age to an end and, and the new age begins, that there will continue to be wrong, there will continue to be vile, and there will continue to be the right and the holy. Look, I am coming soon. There it is again. Jesus saying it again. Uh, I like look, I, it's, it's fine, but I really love behold for some reason. Um, I know they say the same thing, but behold, I am coming soon, exclamation point. My reward is with me. I didn't tell Joy, by the way, what I was, what I was preaching this morning. Um, we do talk, but not about that. Huh? And I didn't tell Kristen about it either. She must be in the nursery. But... Um, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Here we go. This is our, our seventh beatitude that we have discovered in the book of Revelation. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Blessed are those who wash their robes. The King James uh, says, 
Blessed are those who, who keep the commandments. Blessed are those who live God's commandments, walk out uh, God's commandments. What's happening there is, is uh, older manuscripts of this that were found, uh, say the, the washing of the robes, and some of the newer manuscripts, although those are very old as well, uh, say the keeping of the commandments, but really it is, it is, it is one in the same. It is, it is a washing our clothing, our robes in the blood of Christ. And, and remember in Revelation 19, the linen white garments that the church wears are the righteous acts of the saints. And, and, and because we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, we don't then stain and muddy up and dirty our clean clothing with wickedness and sin. Again, we walk in the commandments that Jesus has given us. And it's a good place here to remember that the greatest commandment, the one that covers them all, is to love one another as He has loved us. That is, as, that is, that, that is that not that, that we love one another uh, like, like others love one another. It's that we love one another the way that Jesus loved. It's His love that is our example. And He said that when we do that, that it will be known that we are disciples of Christ. Is it a mystery that you're a disciple? I hope not. I hope everyone around you knows it. You are a disciple of Christ. And Jesus says, blessed Blessed are those who are living this way. Blessed are those who have experienced this. They may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. That, 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 that beautiful scene that we saw will, will be a reality for us someday where we are in the new Jerusalem and we can go to the tree of life and eat from the tree of life and drink from the river of life. Amen. Trying not to get wound up. This stuff's exciting to me. So, so here we have all seven of these, of these Beatitudes revealed. And uh, I'm going to give you their scriptures if you just want to write them down. Give you, give you the seven. There's two of them in Revelation 1, verse 3. That is the reading of the book, the hearing of the book, the believing of the book. And then the second one is found in Revelation 14, 13. That is the blessing of those who, who have died in Christ. And then the, uh, the third there is found in Revelation 16, 15. Now that, is, that is Jesus interrupting this incredibly difficult time of the outpouring of the seven bowls and saying, saying I'm, I'm coming soon, I'm coming like a thief Blessed are those who are ready. And then Revelation 19.9 is the blessing of those who have been invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And then Revelation 22.7, which we just saw, is again this blessing on the book of Revelation and on those who live by it. And then here is this one, Revelation 22.14. This is... This is the washing in the robes, the living out the commandments of the Lord, uh, the right to the tree of life and going into the, into the city of the Lord. So, so if you've got seven, I would break them down into, into two categories. There are three of these blessings on, on reading and understanding this book and living by it. And then there are four of them that I would say fall into the category of being found ready 
of being ready for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of being ready to meet with Him, uh, whether, whether it's through death or through the rapture, that we are ready uh, when He calls us home. Uh, I think those, the other four have to do with being ready, and certainly reading the book of Revelation helps us to be ready uh, as, as well. So you've got uh, the, the three that focus on the on the blessing that comes from the book and the three that, that tell us how blessed we are if we are found ready. And it, I don't know if it's one of the desires in your heart or not, but it's one of the desires that stirs in my heart to not only be found ready myself, but to do all that I can to help others be ready as well. I want to, I wanna, you know, if, if I happen to be here for the rapture, please God. I want to be flying up with my wife and kids right next to me, you know. I want us all to be ready. I want to see all of you flying up with me. I want us all to be ready. I don't want to be, I don't want to be 10,000 feet in the air and, and seeing friends and family and loved ones left behind. I want to be ready. I'm sure this desire stirs in your heart as well. Then in verse 15, there's this reminder that there will be those who are not ready. Outside are the dogs, the, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. All those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. In verse 16, uh, Jesus continues, I, Jesus, have sent my angel. Here, here we see this again. Uh, to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and offspring of David and the bright morning star. In verse, verse 17, again, there's this wonderful description of Jesus and Him declaring who He is uh, so that we know that, that this testimony is right and just and true. And then uh, verse 17, there is the Spirit and the bride, the Holy Spirit, uh, along with the church, or the, or the Holy Spirit-filled church, say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. So you've got the church crying out, to everyone who will hear, all who hear, crying out to all who will listen, reminding us here as, as the book is coming to an end that anyone who will in this day that we live in can come and take the free gift of the water of life. This is how we started the series and this is how, how we are you know, coming to an end of this series that, that we live in a wonderful time. I know that sin abounds, but where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Where sin increases, grace increases all the more. I know that there is wickedness all around the earth, but also we are in the day of salvation in God's patience where He is not wanting anyone to perish, but all to repent. And the free gift of the water of life is available for all who will come. For anyone, anywhere, if they will just hear and come and drink of the free gift of the water of life, then they will live. 
and will enter into the glorious freedom that is the children of God. We'll, we'll, we'll become a part of the wonderful inheritance that is, that is the saints. Let's, let's continue this call. The call to come and drink of the free gift of the water of life. And let's pray that, that ears will be open to hear and eyes to see. And that the free gift of the water of life will be revealed. And people will hear and, and see that, that, hey, I can come and drink. And they'll come and drink of the water of life. Verse 18. Now, now there's been this blessing that has been spoken over the book. Now comes this warning that is spoken uh, about this book and, and, about, and to those who might would try to take advantage of it. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. This is something you, trust me, you do not want. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this book. So God very serious about the book of Revelation and about His Word. We do not want to be a people that are adding things to Scripture or taking them away. This is, this is very serious, especially, especially if you stand in my calling as a preacher of the Word of God. This, this I take seriously. I do not want to add things to it or, or take things away from it. Of course, I know the, the grace of God is, is sufficient and He knows, and I know that I've gotten things wrong and that we will, but, but, but we want to make sure that we honor this that we don't add or take away anything from it. Here we see that God is very serious about His Word. And this also is just another reinforcement, a seal on this book, that this is the Word of God, that it is right and true. And if, you, and if, and if it's really you know, spoken to the book of Revelation, that these things will come about in the way that God said they will come about. And there's nothing we can do to stop that. So then, verse 20. Now, on top of all of that, now Jesus says to this, yes. He who testifies to these things says, yes. He says yes to everything that has been written in the book of Revelation. He says yes to the blessings that have been written here. And he says yes to this warning that has been written here, that these are the true words of God, that what has been spoken is real and right and true. He says yes to his declarations that he is coming soon, and then he adds to his yes a final, I am coming soon. Now, it's, it's, I guess it's needed to be pointed out here that time for us is not, is not as it is for God. And time for God is not as, as it is 
for us. Maybe this helps us to understand. You remember 2 Peter 3, uh, where Peter says uh, that a day uh, for the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day, that, that time doesn't affect God like we do. What, what we un- need to understand is that we are in the last days. And like Joy said earlier, we are closer now uh, than we were yesterday. Revel- I mean, uh, Romans 13, 11, our salvation is nearer now. The coming of the Lord is soon. And Jesus says this in such a way so that all of His church in the last days, no matter where they landed in the last days, would be a ready church. And would be a church that that says, come and drink of the free gift of the water of life because He is coming soon. If he had spoken to the church and said, yeah, I'm coming soon, but it's going to be 3,000 years, maybe we would have gotten lackadaisical in proclaiming the word of the Lord and in our readiness and in our call to all who are thirsty to come. But for all of us, Jesus speaks and says, I'm coming soon and you've got to be ready and you've got to be calling out to all who will hear, come and drink of the free gift of the water of life. So will He come in our lifetime? I don't know. But He's coming soon. And we should be ready. Because there will be a day when He does come. And I don't want to be foolish enough to think, well, it's not going to be in my lifetime. I don't want to be foolish enough to say, well, things have always gone on as they are, so I'm not certain about all of this. And John didn't want to be foolish enough to do that either. And so now John responds, as the book of Revelation and the Bible comes to an end, with this incredible statement, he says, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And here in these, really in this one word, we are given an example of how we can unlock the blessings of the Lord in our lives. How we can live in the favor of God. How we can walk the paths of abundant life. How we can make sure that someday we'll stand in that holy city and see that tree of life and drink from that river of life. It's this simple word. Amen. We, as the saints, as the people of God, join join John in saying amen, and we say amen to what Jesus has said. Jesus says, yes, I am coming soon. And John says, amen. You know what amen means, right? It means yes. Amen means I agree. Yes. Amen. I connect with that. I believe that. I support that. I say amen to that. I'm saying yes, that is right and just and true. And, it, and it, it is simply all that we have to do in life. It's very easy. I don't know if my, I don't know if, if my little girl Lydia would appreciate me saying this or not, so don't tell her. Um, every now and then she can be a handful. And so I've got to have discussions with her. And, uh, and we talk about we talk about, I talked to her about how simple for her life is right now. I said, this is it. 
This is how simple it is. All you've got to do is do what mom and daddy say. That's it. You just do that, you're going to be fine. Because, you know, Joy homeschools her, and so she, Joy, Joy says, I want you to go do your math. And Lydia says, no, I want to do my English or history. And Joy says, no, I want you to go do your math, and I want you to use this pencil. And she says, no, I don't want to do my math with a pencil. I want to use a crayon. And, and, and that creates conflict, right? Because she's not agreeing with what mom says. And so then I get a phone call or have to come home, and, and, and we have a talk. And I say to Lydia, Lydia, life's so simple. Mama says, do your math. And you say amen. <laughs> and you do your math. You say yes. And you do what you're told. Daddy says, go get a shower. And you say amen, yes. And you go get a shower. It's very, very simple. And here John reveals to us how simple it is to be a disciple of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to walk the path of abundant life. It's when Jesus says, yes, I'm coming soon, we say amen. When Jesus says it, we say amen to it, and we live by it. It's very, very easy. If Jesus says it, I say amen to it, I believe it, apply it, and I walk it out. And if we will do that simple thing, just say amen. Hallelujah. So easy. He says it. I say amen to it. I do it. And if I do, then the blessing of the Lord is upon my life and I will walk the paths of abundant life. Let me give you some great marriage advice. Okay, I think these two are engaged over here. Let me give you some great marriage advice. Jesus says it, you say amen to it, and you do it. Give you some great parenting advice. Jesus says it, you say amen to it, and you do it. Give you some great financial advice. Jesus says it, you say amen, and you do it. Let me give you some great just relationship advice. Jesus says it, you say amen to it, and you do it. You want to know how to prosper in the workplace? Say amen to what Jesus said and walk it out. You know how to prosper in life? Say amen to what Jesus says and walk it out, and seven blessings will come upon your life, and more blessings than that will come upon your life. This is why it can be so frustrating sometimes as a saint, as a pastor, as a parent. We want to pull our hair out, don't we? You can see why mine's getting thin. Pastor for a while, right? Because people are, people are walking paths of craziness and wondering what in the world's going on. And they come to me for advice. And I'm like, Jesus said, do this. Say amen and do it. And you'll live. John gives us this incredible example. As Jesus says, yes, I'm coming soon, and John says, nah, are you sure? Because, you know, I've been on the island of Patmos for a while. Things are kind of going along like they have, not going very well. I'm not sure you're coming. I'm kind of wondering. I'm a little bit confused about it. I don't know. I don't know, Lord. I don't know. No, that's not what John says. John's been, he's been boiled in oil, imprisoned on the island of Patmos for the gospel of Jesus' name. And Jesus says, yes, I'm coming soon. Well, no wonder he says amen. 
He wants to get off of there. <laughs> no. He says, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. He says to what Jesus says, yes. Yes, amen. That is right and just and true, and I believe it, and I receive it, and I applaud it, and I will live by it. The reason people are in conflict and have trouble and, and, and are not walking the path of abundant life is because they're arguing with what Jesus said instead of saying amen to it. They're not sure about what he said. This is what Peter reveals in 2 Peter 3. As he reminds us that the Lord will come, and he says, but people are saying that he won't. They're saying everything goes round and round as it has. Where's this coming? It's taking forever. We don't believe it. They refuse to say amen to what Jesus has said. And because of it, life is not blessed by God. But not us, not we the saints. When Jesus says it, we say amen to it. We say yes to it. And because of it, the blessing of the Lord is poured out upon our lives and we walk the paths of abundant life. Let me give you just a few examples of this and then we'll pray together. A few examples. We've got one right here of things that we need to say yes to. We need to say yes to the second coming of Jesus. Right there, that's Revelation twenty-two twenty. We need to say yes to it, just like John did. Yes and amen to the, to the, to the coming of our Lord and say, come Lord Jesus. Jesus says, I am coming soon. And we say to that, amen, come Lord Jesus. And if you want to, I have no problem with it, you pray about it. I think you could, I'm not saying you got to add it into scripture, but you could say, come quickly Lord Jesus. That would be fine with me. Pray about it and ask the Lord. Maybe, you know, maybe you feel like you want him to say, come slowly Lord. But when he comes, it'll be quick. <laughs> um, I like wanting to tell a story from Aladdin, but I'll, I'll skip it. Another time, maybe. <clears throat> um, uh, here's, here's another one that we should say amen to. The life and resurrection of Jesus. We need to say amen to the life and resurrection of Jesus. John 11 uh, 25 uh, through 26, Jesus gives us another uh, I am uh, statement that we should say amen to. Jesus said to her, you remember this is, uh, this is his conversation uh, with, uh, with Martha as, uh, before he's about to go raise Lazarus from the dead. I am the resurrection and the life. He says, he says I am coming soon, and now he declares again, and I am about himself. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? There's a question. Do you believe this? And we say amen. Yes, Lord. We believe it. And we know it's true. And we say amen to you being the resurrection and the life. Here's another one. Uh, to, the, to the bread of life and to the water of life. Um, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is John 6, 35, and, and like I'm just scratching the surface. You can go through Scripture and, and read the things that Jesus has said, and, and maybe that would be a good thing to do, just study them out and, and then take times to pray and say amen to them, yes to them. Say, Lord, I believe this, and I'm going to live by it. 
Verse 35, Jesus declared, I am, another I am, the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, don't you love that whoever? Whoever will come, drink of the water of life, eat of the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I love, I love the nevers. That Jesus is life, that He is satisfaction, that in Him we find our sustenance and, and our fulfillment and everything that we need, and it will never go away. Do you believe this? Or do you believe that there's life, a bread of life uh, found somewhere else, and, and, a, and, a, and a water of life that will, that will make you never thirst again found somewhere else? Do you think there's some kind of fountain of youth hidden in a cave somewhere that you can go and discover? Or do we believe that it is found in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? And we say amen to this. We say yes, Lord. We know that fulfillment and life are found in you, and we say yes to it. Here's, a, here's another one really popular. Um, my favorite verse in Scripture. John 14, 6. We say amen to Jesus is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you say amen to that, that will change your whole life. We say amen to Jesus being the truth. He is. We say amen to him being the way. We know that he is. We say amen to it. We say, yes, you are the way. We say, yes, amen, you are the truth. We say, yes, amen, you are life. And we say amen to the onlyness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that there is no other truth, there is no other way, there is no other life, there is no way to come to the Father except through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, Acts chapter 4 is true. That, that there is no other name under heaven by which men are saved. It is the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Christ and Christ alone. We say to the, to the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we say amen. To Him being the resurrection and the life, we say amen. Yes, amen. To Him being the, the water of life and the bread of life, we say yes, amen. To Him being the way, the truth, and the life, we say yes and amen. If you say yes and amen to these statements of Jesus, and you say yes and amen to all that He has said in the book of Revelation, and you say yes and amen to a life lived following after Him, then what you are saying yes to is abundant life. You are saying yes to the blessings of the Lord and you are saying yes to an eternal inheritance where we will reign with Him forever and ever. And the good news right now is that we live in the day of salvation where everyone who will can say yes and amen to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're watching online or listening in the podcast, just pray with us if you can. If you're driving, pray with your eyes open. 
Let's take a moment and just say yes to Jesus. Let's say amen to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know where you are with the Lord this morning here in this room. I don't know where you are with the Lord watching online or or listening. Uh, I don't know where you are, but I know today that because of all that Jesus has done and the day of salvation that we live in, that no matter what you faced or gone through or done, that you can say yes and amen to Jesus. This morning, if you would like to do that, I just ask you to raise your hand. Yes, I see your hands. Yes, I see your hand. Yes, I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. If you're watching online, just raise your hand. If you're listening, just raise your hand. Let's all pray together and just renew our faith and trust in Jesus and declare that we're going to live a life saying amen to Him, to what He has said, to the path that He leads us down, to His call upon our lives, to His promise of abundant life, to His second coming. Let's pray together. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, this morning, September 12th, 2021, I say yes to you. I say amen to all that you have said, to all you've done, to all that you have proclaimed. I say amen. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And this morning, I come to you. I put my faith in you, my trust in you, my hope in you. I make you Savior and Lord of my life. Help me to live for you. Help me to say amen to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday. Enjoy the beautiful, wonderful day of the Lord, and walk out today and every day saying yes and amen to the leading and the speaking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? God bless.